0: Welcome to Living 20 something. If this is your first time listening, I would like to say thank you. And for my returners, welcome back. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about life after a miscarriage. And today we have Alexa Pulley um, here with us. She's going to share her experience and how she dealt with having a miscarriage during the time and afterwards. Alexa, can you say hi
1: to the people? Hello, everyone. (laughs) How's it going? Yeah, so um, Tanisha introduced and just talked about today's podcast and just mentioned life after a miscarriage, in which I have actually had two in my lifetime. Uh, the very first one, I was, it was in 2000, December 2013, and I was still in college. So I think I was 20, 20 or 21 at the time. And you know, just young and not doing things as I should have and and not being smart about decisions that, you know, I made. And so it was a terrible situation. Not as bad as I'm sure some people have been through, but Um, to me, it was a terrible situation. I thought that my parents would disown me whenever I told them that I was pregnant and I just felt like a failure and, you know, all those types of things that come whenever you do something that you feel like you shouldn't have done. Um, But I remember it like it was yesterday and I won't go into full detail about it, but um, I remember calling my parents. I had been pregnant for a couple of days. Well, I had found out and I took like it was like four or five tests and I just did it for the sake of the person just being like well just take them just to be sure and I'm like I know I am but whatever I'll take it so I ended up taking the four tests and they were all positive and I remember I was pregnant for a few days and I'm like oh my gosh my parents are going to disown me this is terrible and anyway, I went ahead with it. I didn't think about an abortion or anything of that sort. I just knew that I was young and I wasn't stable. So, um, my roommate happened to be at her family's house. She had went back to St. Louis. And so I was at home by myself and I really didn't tell anyone just cause I was as embarrassed as I was. So, um, Yeah, I took the test, and a couple days later, I ended up being like, okay, I need to tell someone. So I ended up calling my mom, and she was like, I thought we talked about this, and you didn't, you should have been on birth control, you know, just as a mom would. But then she's like, it's fine, but you got to be the one to tell your daddy. And I was like, I ain't telling him. But then I really was like, okay, I'll tell him. So I didn't even get a chance to really. I I remember getting out the shower and sitting on my couch, and I had a missed call from my dad. And so I looked and I was like, Oh man, I know he know. I know my mom told him. So he ended up calling me. He was like, Hey, babe, what's up? Or I called him back and I was like, Oh, hey, daddy. And he was like, Mom said you had something to tell me. And I was just quiet. And at that moment, I just burst out crying and he was like don't worry about it it's fine we're gonna do what we got to do my baby's gonna be taken care of and we're gonna we gonna take care of this ain't nothing to be ashamed about just I'm glad you let us know so anyway all the time passed and things like that and I think like um my roommate ended up coming back and by that time I was in my room one night and I remember having some really strong pains, but at the time I knew they were like, you know, me. Well, I went to the doctor and they said it was a threatened miscarriage. So I was put on bed rest for a week in my on-campus job. I had to call them and tell them that I was on bed rest. Didn't tell them why, because I didn't want them to know. So I was on bed rest for a week. And I think a week after that... I ended up going back to the hospital and I remember st- standing in my doorway and I went to my roommate's room, but I could barely walk. And I was like, Danny, we have got to go to the hospital. She was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I was like, I think I'm losing a baby. Cause I had been bleeding too. And it turned out to be that, be that I ended up going to the hospital and It was like the wee hours of the morning. I remember sitting in the emergency room and I was just rocking back and forth. And you know, when you're in the emergency room, they're like, you can't be seen right now. You know, they're working with other people. We'll get you in as soon as we can. So I was like, I'm dying out here and there was nothing they could do until I got called back so anyway I ended up going there and um it ended up to be that and I had like four of my other college friends come and they sat in a room with me and it was just I just felt like I had support then because my parents couldn't be there and so um after the miscarriage was confirmed the I called the guy and told him and then I called my parents and then my dad I was like that was the saddest I've ever heard my dad pretty sure he probably start crying but I wouldn't know for sure but I ended up telling him and anyway so after all of that um it was hard to deal with for a long time I blamed myself and because I had no explanation as to why it happened and now that I'm older, you know, I understand that things like that just happen. but that doesn't stop you from questioning and trying to understand why it happened. So, um, that was definitely hard being younger. Now, fast forward into September, 2019. Um, and I had been married for not even a year yet. Yeah. Yeah, not even a year yet. And uh, my husband and I had gotten pregnant and um, super excited. I think I may have been like five or six weeks and um, I miscarried again. And so at this point, I'm like, okay, like what's going on? I had the back pains and, and all that kind of stuff and was bleeding and then ended up I passed it on my own actually, but I remember I was actually in my classroom this time and I was feeling fine that morning. But once the afternoon hit, I remember doing small group with my kids and I was like, I feel funny. And I started to have that same feeling that I did the first time I miscarried, which I knew were contractions because my body was trying to rid the baby. I remember going outside in the hallway and talking to my colleague and I was like, Something feels wrong right now. And she's like, what is it? Are you okay? And I'm like, I just burst out crying. And I'm like, I know that I'm losing my baby. Like, this is the second time that this has happened to me. So I ended up not going back into my classroom. And I actually ended up leaving half the day. I never went back in my classroom. Didn't tell my students why I was leaving or anything. And, um, my colleagues like, well, I'm going to call the office. I'm going to call the secretary and I'm going to call whoever. And just to see if we can get your classroom covered. So they ended up getting my classroom covered. I ended up going home and, um, I didn't go to the doctor or anything, but I ended up just, um, calling my husband and telling him everything, what was going on. And he was like, are you sure? And I'm like, I'm sure because I felt this before. Like I just know what it is. And he's like, Well, I'll be home soon. And um so I ended up going home and I was just in the bed and like every four to five minutes or so I would have these strong contractions. Now I know I can't compare it to what it's actually like having a a child because I haven't really had those contractions before. But I knew that my body was contracting and I knew that it was trying to get rid of the baby. So I think um I did that all day, and my husband came home. He's very tentative to, you know, what I needed, and I ended up passing it the um, the baby, but it doesn't look like a baby. At that point, at six weeks, but I ended up passing it on my own. It was like two or three o'clock in the morning, and I remember going to the restroom and I just remember hearing a plump in the toilet. And so, when I looked, that's of course what it was. And so, I ended up calling my doctor and telling them everything that happened. And they did a scan and checking everything like that. And they were like, Yeah, that's for sure what happened because there's nothing that, you know, there's nothing that shows here. And so, um, that was hard to deal with, but it wasn't as hard to deal with because I had my family closer, but I also had my husband too who, you know, empathized with me. And he didn't, I can't say that he really understood, but he was doing the best that he could to just be there and to help, under, you know, to try to understand what was going on with me. And so um, he helped and he helped me get around and he, you know, brought me roses when he came home and flowers and things like that and just made me feel a whole lot better. So I think because I had been through it before and because I had someone so close to me, there with me it helped me deal with it a whole lot better this time and so I think two weeks um I bled for a week Alexa what
0: was your emotions during that time knowing that this was your second time losing a miscarriage and I know I don't have a child, but just women in general just think about the possibility of not being able to carry or like if their body, their body is changing on a daily. So if something changed with their body, then they might start thinking like, well, maybe I can't carry a kid. So what was your, you know, emotions and feelings? Um, But that's great that your husband was there to make sure you was good. But what was you feeling? And how did you, did you ever feel like, well, maybe I can't have another child since this is your second miscarriage that you went through?
1: Yeah. So, um, I definitely felt like I'm like, okay, it's not in God's plan for me to be able to carry children because this is the second time. And I have no absolute reason why this has happened to me because all it takes is, one time to really think something wrong but then you go through it again where you think you've done everything the right way and all that and then here I am doing this again so I'm like okay I'm never gonna be able to give my husband and the children something's wrong with me I don't know what it is like what's the issue like nobody in my family well I've had family members that have miscarried before but I've not heard twice and so I was just really, it was really hard at first. And I really questioned God. And I like to think of myself as a very, um, to have a really good relationship with God that, you know, that I could always work on, but just having a lot of faith in him and his works. And at that time I really did question what his purpose was in doing this and what lesson was he trying to teach me. And I'm like, surely he's not trying to tell me that I don't have to have kids, you know, but. Anyway, apparently not because I'm pregnant now, hence the reason why I'm breathing as hard as I am. So I do apologize for sounding out of breath, but um, I'm due July 1st now and um, I will be 31 weeks on Wednesday. And so... Um, the child that I am pregnant with now, he is my rainbow baby. He is the baby that has been growing and growing and growing, and he will be here in, in a couple of months, and we're super excited about it, and I just thank God all the time about it because I'm like, it's never about what we want. It's all about God's timing, and whatever his reason was, it just wasn't the time, and I'm so excited now to be a mom to a boy and he'll be here in like a few weeks. So it's nerve wracking and I am nervous about a lot of stuff, but I'm so, so excited because this is what I pray for. This is what we have asked for. So.
0: I, I think I get emotional all the time, <laughs> but that just made me emotional to, you know, just to see, and actually see you rubbing your belly and talk about your baby um, and things like that. So I just, you know, thank God that he's blessed you with another chance to be a mom. I know you'll be a great mom. So, but what other like what advice would you give to people that's going through this or have gone through this? And it's a touchy subject because I I'm very opinionated. So I know I cannot give someone some advice that I haven't went through. Um, I can be there for them, but I personally can't, you know, tell them how they should do stuff and how they should, you know live their life after going through something like this so what advice do you give to all the women out there
1: um i would say just take the time to heal take the time to try to understand the best you can uh try to get you know the best doctor to be able to work with you like i had to take progesterone um twice a day I think um when I first found out I was pregnant with and I switched over doctors and everything and there was nothing wrong with my doctor I just felt like I had some history with my previous doctor and I just wanted to start over new but I would say just take the time to really understand who you are understand try to understand um why you went through it or you know try to find out reasons as to why you miscarried you know get get test ran and things like that if you're really wanting to have a child and don't ever be ashamed and don't ever feel like you're the only person to ever go through it because there are a million women in this world that have had miscarriages and oftentimes we feel embarrassed to talk about it because it makes us feel less as a woman well i can say it did for me anyway but actually now i feel like more of a woman because i've been through something that many women have gone through and I can share my story and help other women too. And especially having two and having a healthy, almost, I'm sure he's three pounds at this point, baby boy um growing in my belly now. So don't ever be ashamed and don't ever be afraid to reach out to people that have been through it so they can help you get through it because you're not alone. Many people in the world have been through it before, so... You're not the only one if you've been through it. Whether it's infertility, whether you had to get the the in vitro shots, I think that's what it's called. Whether you had to take progesterone, whether you've had a stillbirth. I mean, the pain is pain. So, try to understand it and talk to people to help you make it through. Let it mold you and let it shape you and um, help you become the person that you are going to be.
0: Yes. So with that said and done, thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you at the next episode. Peace out. Peace.